from Workhouse Connect and A.J. Benza. Fame. Uh, he liked to be walked on a leash and play really dirty, kinky sex games. He's a... The guy put the cock in the Peacock Network, okay? Bitch. Hey, everybody. A.J. Benza here for Fame is a Bitch. This is your podcast for uh, Friday, March 27th, 2020. Boy, I just got the scare of my life. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Carrot Top fan. I think he's funny. The comedian out in Vegas, uh, the redheaded uh, comedian. I just saw a picture of him in the hospital with a mask on. And for a moment, I thought, oh, geez, Carrot Top's been tested positive for corona. Then I looked closely, and it's not Carrot Top. It's Kathy Griffin. Um, apparently, <clears throat> Kathy Griffin went in. Uh, she was suffering from too many farts because she just came back from a Mexican vacation. Don't those things begin before you even cross the border? Anyhow, she came back from a Mexican vacation. Her asshole probably hurt because the gas was that bad. And uh, she had some diarrhea and vomiting. I know you don't want to picture that. But hey, if she made us picture a bloody decapitated Trump head, then we can picture her ass running as she drove home from the border. So she went to the hospital, Cedars-Sinai, only the best for her. And... uh they told her they couldn't test for COVID-19. She really wanted that. Doctor said because of some guidelines, and she blamed on uh, Vice President Pence and President Trump. She said, just reported that the U.S. has done far more testing than any other nation by far. In fact, over an eight-day span, the United States now does more testing than what South Korea, which has been very successful tester, does over an eight-week span. That's what Trump said, to which Kathy Griffin said, he's lying. I was sent to the COVID-19 isolation ward room in a major hospital, Cedars-Sinai, for a separate urgent care facility after showing showing up with unbearable, painful symptoms. The hospital couldn't test me for coronavirus because, listen, bitch, you're on the D-list. That's why you didn't get the test. If you were anybody like Idris Elba or Tom Hanks or Justin Trudeau or even Harvey Weinstein, you would have got the test. But you made a habit of telling people you're on the D-list. That's why you didn't get one. And frankly, I don't care what happens to her. I don't care how sick she gets. I don't care if her shit turns blue. For all the stuff she's put us through and the way she's acted over the years, made fun of the president, uh, I don't care anymore. So go go have a good time and shake those farts out of the sheets when you get home. Uh, I'm sure you'll report to us then. You'll be doing a lot of Instagram lives showing how much better you're feeling with your new quote-unquote husband, which should be read gay friend. Anyhow, I made a bunch of calls to some of you folks who are listeners who uh, I said I'd love to call and talk to. I had some pleasant conversations with a number of you. But the prevailing feeling among all the people I talked to, Kelly Morielli, Sheena Botillier, I don't want to forget names. Don't get mad at me. Um, I spoke to about four or five of you, and the rest are going to happen over the weekend and next week. A lot of us really don't know what to do. How can we help defeat this Chinese flu pandemic? And as it continues to hurt the economy and Americans, we worry about job security, etc. There are some super celebrities who are displaying these acts of kindness to make life easier for people. In fact, Two of those people are Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell. Oh, boy. These two. Dax Shepard used to be such a funny motherfucker when he he worked on Punk with Aston Kutcher before he was famous. Then when he got famous, he was really funny in comedies. Then he met Kristen Bell, chopped off his balls, handed them to her in a little felt purse, 
And he's been this who gives a shit guy ever since. And she's been running the show since then. And you know she's exactly who she is in movies. Impossible to be with. These two fight a lot. They always tell you about their being in therapy. You could look at his face when they're on the red carpet. She looks like I'm smiling because we need to smile because people need to know we're here. And he looks like somebody fucking saved me. Somebody saved me. I fucked a famous girl. I ended up marrying her and now I'm caught. That's what it looks like. Anyhow, these two, um, they own some residential properties in LA and they're landlords to a bunch of people. And they decided to waive rent payments for the month of April. It's nice. Tenants were given the good news. They got an email that expressed sympathy for them. Empathy, I should say, is the the right word and and some encouragement. And uh, actually, uh, Dax's sister is the manager of these uh, residences. And she promised that she's going to work with residents there going forward as this pandemic continues. Um, I think it's a nice gesture. I mean, I can always make fun of these two, but at least they're doing something that's going to save people some money or at least extend themselves because people are going through some shit and it's nice to see people who have the power or the money to change things are doing that. Last week, Kristen Bell posted on Instagram because, you know, you've got to let people know how generous you are. She posted that her family donated $157.96. So $150,007.96. So to the charity No Kid Hungry. I think Angelina Jolie just gave a million to that charity. So either way, $150,000. You know what I'm saying? $7.99 more than $150K. Wonderful gesture. Can't make fun of that. Except to say, Where did that odd number come from, that extra $7.96? What would it be if you just donated $150,000? Wouldn't that be great? But would we talk about it? Probably not. You know how we would talk about it? You know how she can go on TV or talk to websites and explain her donation? If only her daughters, Delta and Lincoln, who are five years old and seven, if only they asked to donate the money they had in their piggy banks. And that's how the extra $7.96 came about. Her kids forked it over. If you think for a second, movie stars' kids have piggy banks with less than $8 in it, you're out of your fucking mind. I couldn't have been prouder to add that extra and important $7. In- it's not important. It does nothing. 150000 Fantastic. You're great. The extra seven ninety six. What's that going to get somebody? A fucking croissant? Stop it! And you make your kids think they did this grand gesture, and it really means nothing. That's where it all fell apart for me, guys. Just donate the money. Donate the money. Stop trying to make us think your kids are the living embodiment of Mother Teresa. I don't know how much you know about this couple. They fight like cats and dogs. She's a perfect pain in the ass. She's been trying to corral her her, her crazy husband Dax who was once a crazier bastard, a drug user, the whole thing. She got a hold of him and said, I'm going to fix this guy. And she did. And anybody who knows anything about this couple is that they they are regularly in therapy because they always talk about it. They can't stand each other's guts. They talk about that as well. But she wants us all to think they've been practicing social distancing. And she recently said that um, they've been isolating in an empty apartment after traveling just to be cautious and make sure that Dax doesn't have any symptoms. 
You sure it's that he doesn't want to be anywhere near you after being away with you? You sure he just voluntarily went into an apartment building? Okay. This half of the show brought to you by Ritual. We all want to do things, the right things, to keep our bodies healthy in the long run. And if we really try hard enough, it's so difficult to eat the kale salads and drink the green smoothies. And right now, there's not many places where you can get those things without a long line in the fucking parking lot. You need essential nutrients, ladies especially. Enter Ritual, the very heavily researched vitamin for women. They've got the nutrients in these vitamins. Most of us do not get enough of from food. Clean, absorbable vitamins that you can take any time of day. No shady additives, ingredients that that can do more harm to your body than good. Two easy-to-take capsules have nine nutrients you need to support a strong foundation for your health. Listen, I told you this before. Got my wife on this months ago when Ritual began uh, coming on the show and, and, and advertising with us. I only talk about things I use, as you can tell. Ritual's still here. That means my wife still likes what the pills are doing for her. So I'm going to tout them as long as we feel good. And that's the relationship we have. So it's really simple. If you want D3, omega-3, all the things women need in their diet, you got to take this. It's a no-nausea capsule design, gentle on easy stomach. It's a mint tab in every bottle to keep things fresh. Isn't that nice? You know, sometimes you think you take vitamins, they have a fishy taste. No more. <clears throat> Ritual is vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, allergen-free. What? It, it's almost free because it doesn't cost that much. And a subscription is easy to start. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. That's nice. Filling the gaps in your diet, especially now with the way a lot of us are having to eat. If you didn't stock up your house, you're eating fast food. There's nothing good in that crap. Trust me, that's what I've been on for a month. Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off right now during the first three months. Uh, Go to ritual.com slash fame to start your ritual today. Take 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash fame. Another another full of shit couple I I think we have to talk about is Oprah and Stedman Graham. Now, we've known about them forever. I don't know why they think we still believe they're perfectly happily in love like most people. When any, when, when, when have any of us imagined that these two share a bed, let alone the same fucking floor of the mansion they live in? Never is the answer. Let's face it. Have you heard how they're handling social distancing? Oh boy, Oprah, Oprah is a fucking, she's a bitch through and through. Let me tell you something. Word is, instead of hunkering down indoors with Stedman, the word is they both decided that Stedman should self-isolate separately in the guest house. (laughs) Apparently, you know, he was on some speaking engagement. I don't know what Stedman... Let's stop for a second. Let's stop. Let's stop. I don't know what business you're in. Maybe you want to get away for the weekend because there's going to be a speaker someplace and it's a time to get away from the wife and kids and enjoy yourself in some city like St. Louis. I don't fucking know. What do you think Stedman Graham has to offer anybody other than here's my tips on how to live with a bitch? What do you think he can offer anybody? With all that aside, he was speaking in St. Louis on Saturday. And he'd stayed in Chicago and he'd been on some airplanes. And Oprah said, listen, she got on some live stream and uh, 
said she was concerned about Stedman coming back to the house after traveling so much, especially given the fact that Oprah's got some serious health scares last year, you know, left her pretty ill, the pneumonia thing. So she's potentially more vulnerable to coronavirus, as am I. If that's the case, I still wouldn't tell my wife to uh, go off in the corner of this studio apartment we're in. Even when we do buy our eventual 12-room mansion, I will not have her live on a different wing. Because when you love somebody, you don't do that. But this is Oprah. So, to be on the safe side, Stedman is currently quarantined in the guest. <laughs> I'm sure he's stockpiled all the porn he can get his hands on. And, you know, whatever the fuck he needs to survive out there. Because essentially... Is this anything different than we ever thought how Stedman lived? He's in the guest house. There's even pictures of this poor slob looking out the window. And they speak to each other across the yard, or whatever she calls it, the urine garden. That's a whole different story. Did you hear about Kanye with this big property in Wyoming, this ranch he bought for his his uh, clothing brand? He's, uh, he's building uh, wonderful things there, and he's putting into it a, a urine garden because he wants people to piss in this garden and he wants to bottle the urine, not bottle it, but use the urine and the, and the feces uh, to make, uh, you know, a better garden. I guess it's fucking insane. It's crazy people shit. So Stedman's in the guest house looking through the window and he's hanging out the way. He's talking to her across the yard. And the word is Oprah is delivering him meals at his door. How can, how can that be a woman? Any of you are proud of or respect. How? Would any of you treat your man like that? The way she explained the situation is so gross. Well, the procedure is, you know, you're not coming and sleeping in my bed. That's what she said. And Stedman actually said, I'm not. And she said, have you not been paying attention to the news? Social distancing does not mean you go and sleep in the same bed with the person when you just got off American Airlines. I don't know. I don't know. That's where that's where she and I differ, I guess. Um, maybe she said this to Stedman with too much emotion because he got upset. She can talk with too, too much self-importance. We know that about Oprah. Do you know that's how she kind of um, pissed off the producers at 60 Minutes when she had her little gig there at 60 Minutes? They asked her to change the way she said her name when she was introducing her segments. You know, I'm Anderson Cooper for 60 Minutes. I'm Bob Croft, I'm Leslie Stahl, and I'm Oprah Winfrey. They felt that she was saying it, and it was too big, too big a gesture. They felt there was too much emotion behind it. They actually asked her to say it with less emotion. (laughs) All right, so anything I've ever been told to do when I had a TV show, it's over, because that wins. Can you say your name with less emotion? I can't take it. The reason why people put up with this is because the the amount of money that's in television is so fucking obscene that they would tell you, can you say your father was a a, a putz? Yes, I can. For how much now? Yes, I can do that. That's what they make you do. So maybe she said, "Uh, Stedman, you got to sleep alone. Maybe she said that with too much emotion because it bothered him. But the people at 60 Minutes, but I got to admit something. When I saw her doing segments on 60 Minutes, I kind of felt like, Wait a minute, they brought in a ringer here. So so now Oprah like gets to do sh- segments and it's going to be racial stuff all the time. I knew that, and that's what she did. That was her kind of specialty. 
And, you know, it sounds like the show was her. She's too big a person. So when you put her on a show that's a bunch of uh, correspondents, naturally it's going to tilt to one side because she's on it. She needs just her own show. Her name's got too much heft. And apparently the 60-minute producers wanted her to soften it and say it with less, less emotion. Do you know it took her seven takes just on her name? To make it less emotional. And she asked them at one point, is there too much emotion on the Oprah part or the Winfrey part? And she said, this has happened to her before. When she was covering stories as a young reporter in Chicago, um, she covered a story as a young reporter where a family had lost their home and her boss told her that she reported it with too much emotion. And she thought, oh, well, you know, you're not supposed to be involved in the story. I get that. You know, you're a journalist. You got to be objective. But the same thing is true even if you read something at 60 minutes, okay? Flatten your voice. Too much emotion in your voice. I remember doing this show on the Reels channel called Demons in the City of Angels. I love that show. I just did the voiceover. But I had these terribly scary tales of people being murdered in Los Angeles. and A lot of people you never heard of. Some were famous. Some weren't or one guy was very famous in his uh, in, in like the forties or so. Screenwriter, he was beheaded. The guy held his head like a bowling ball. Terrible. The guy took his head to the house next door and killed that person. Horrible stories. And I, I voiced it. <clears throat> I remember the producer there telling me, "I need less AJ in this read." What? Let you want me to be less myself? So you're not going to ask someone else to do? It? You want me to be? Yes, I'd like you to be less AJ. Give me less AJ. That's the kind of shit you hear. And it's hard not to say, go fuck yourself when they're paying you a lot of money to do it. Anyhow, by the way, make sure uh, in these new days we live in, make sure you do something um, that is pleasurable if you're alone, if you know what I mean. Make sure you decide uh, when this is over that uh, you're going to find a partner and you'll do things the right way. That's not just me talking. That's that's Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth is back in the news. They asked her what people should be like nowadays with all this stuff going on. And she wanted to sound a word of warning that there's a lot of single people out there. And um, she was kind of against people using online porn sites because we don't yet. I don't know what she means. We don't know yet all the technology. So be careful. She said, Turn to fantasy privately without putting yourself online. So obviously she means if you're a cam girl or you're speaking to somebody live and you're both doing some freaky shit, she's, I don't know why she thinks that's not good. It's certainly enough social distancing. But she did say, if you want to take your sexual advice for a 91-year-old woman, she said, if you do feel sexual, by all means, bring yourself to sexual satisfaction. So we know what that means. And for couples, she said, uh, we've got to manage expectations. The people who have a partner are lucky because they've got somebody at home. And if they ever in a good relationship, the experience that we're going through now just makes their relationship stronger. If your relationship is not too good, then staying at home with each other is not going to help. Um, so she said, make sure we keep a good attitude about life and sex. Basically, she's saying the same shit she's always said without the giggles because she used to say certain things when I was a kid that sounded funny coming out of a 60-year-old lady's mouth. Now it's 91. I don't want to hear her talk about sex anymore. I don't know why we go to her. 
this is somebody that needed to be retired and put out the pasture. There's nothing about, when's the last time she did anything fun sexually? When's the last time she did a reverse cowgirl? What, 1972? Let's bring in somebody newer to talk about this. I know a few on my left hand that, that, that write sex articles, sex ed for different magazines. Bring them in, Dr. Ruth. You know, but I'll tell you what she did say. She did say she was very happy. This is uh, scary. This is this whole thing. <laughs> This next thing I'm going to say, I don't know quite what to tell you. This is outstanding. The fact that this was even an announcement, I think it means we're moving in the right direction. Dr. Ruth, I, I caught this last week and I forgot to tell you, but Dr. Ruth said she's very happy. She said bravo to the New York City Department of Health because they released guidelines last week that were very forthcoming, very explicit that, you know, it's pretty surprising what they said, not only about kissing, but about some very explicit sexual provisions. What were these provisions, you ask? Well, <laughs> there came a mandate that we not practice any rim jobs. Okay? Um, and we're not talking about changing your tires here. Okay? We're talking about eating ass. Um, that's the truth. We've been told that the practice of tossing one salad which I'm sure Harvey Weinstein has recently found out a lot about, is out. Can't do it anymore. Can't do that anymore. And frankly, I don't know why anyone thought this was something that was okay. It's one thing if you're having fun with somebody you like or love and there's no pandemic around, like let's say last Christmas. But uh, now, during a time when we have to stand behind a blue line while ordering a Big Mac, would anyone think that a loved one's ass is okay to munch on? Uh, that's beyond me. I don't quite understand that. Oh, boy, but it certainly is a different time to live. Let me thank my tippy top, my cream of the crop. Before I go, you guys have been great. Um, Angelique Keller, thank you. Debbie Anderson, the great Catherine Speed, the great Catherine Stewart, who's out of the hospital, had her uh, had some doctors go in her head and pull something out, but she's okay. She's still feisty. She's still herself. Thank goodness. Patty Markle, Audra Fortune, Chris Elise, Melanie Howell, Wendy Macasee, Dr. George Canass, Eric Farke, Ali Chichi Tran, Heather Grindle, Angela Domino, Chris Starr. Joe Leone, Dana Parks and Betty, Jennifer Lewis, Christy Tucker, Kim Casto, Deb Thompson, Marcello Martinez, Sarah Walker, Gail Edwards, Kurt Nowak, Jackie Robbins. A number of you have phone calls from me coming in the next few days. I have your names down and you will hear from me. It was nice getting in touch with the folks I talked to. We had some good back and forth. Some of you gave me some ideas on what I can do, uh, some things you want to hear more of. I like that. It's good to stay in touch with each other during times like this. It's good It's good for all of us to be on speaking terms because um, I think that's what a lot of us miss right now. I think a lot of us miss the diversions we all took for granted. Maybe you stopped on the way home from work to get a cocktail. Maybe you went bowling with your buddies. Maybe you had dinner once in a while with your friends. That's out now. All those diversions are gone. So we've got to talk to each other. It's a lost art but it's the best art that you can think of. When you talk to somebody and they say the right thing to you and you smile just from hearing their voice, there's nothing better than that. So you're going to hear from me in the coming days, and we'll try to make this show the best possible show it can be for all you folks who've supported me for almost three years now. That's it for today, guys. A little short. I've got to 
<clears throat> bunch of work to do. And actually, I think we, uh, I think I mentioned we found the place that we're probably going to move to. But there's uh, a little bit of time left before some things have to be done, etc. It's a long story, but it looks good. So hopefully things will be back to normal or as normal as they've ever, as they've ever been with me in quite some time. I'm AJ Benza, and I'm hungry for dinner. And uh, that was your podcast for March 27th, 2020. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. Thank you for listening. Fame is a Bitch is an AJ Benza Workhouse Connect production featuring the endless wisdom, insightful commentary, and sometimes fucked up perspective of AJ Benza. Executive producer, Mike Agavino. Technical producer, Brian Vasquez.